Hey everybody, welcome to the Crossways Podcast, a podcast where we talk about how we can walk in the way of the cross. I'm excited that you're here at a, at a new time. I'm Jonathan Germany, sitting virtually next to me is my good friend, Josh Fowler, and thanks for joining us. And uh, we're excited to be talking about some spiritual disciplines again. Man, Josh, how are you doing today? Man, I'm doing uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, we have dodged a couple storms here over the last uh, yeah. few days. That is good for us. That is not necessarily good for folks to our east or to our west, but uh, a couple of couple of crazy, crazy little storms rolling through here. Have done some, done a number on a couple communities. So oh, Got definitely. Yes, yes, definitely. I know you're close, and you, you've been making some trips to help some people out in Lake Charles. And uh, it's a shame that they haven't really got the media attention. But from I was talking to my parents, and they said it's almost as bad as some of the damage as Katrina was in some areas. And they just haven't gotten any recognition, really, or really attention from the nation. Yeah, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I've, uh, I have witnessed tornado damage being from the Midwest. Uh, but tornado damage is usually in a path that's a mile, a mile and a half wide. Yeah. Um, this is severe tornado damage in a path that's about 60 miles wide. Yeah, that's, um, that's crazy. Lake Charles, Lake Charles alone had 300 miles of power lines down. So 300 miles in one city. So yeah, it's, um, it's unreal. First, I've never cut in so many trees in my life as I have over the span of the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Chainsaws and uh, uh, hauling, loading. It's been, uh, it's been pretty crazy. But there's a lot to do. Lots to do. Keeps us, uh, keeps us going. A lot yeah, of folks showed up, uh, showed up for us in 2016, you know, with the flood. And oh, yeah. That's what we keep reminding people is how many people came to, to help us in those situations. So we're paying it forward the best we can. Definitely, definitely. And I know that keeps us busy. And uh, while we're kind of talking, uh, I figured we'd, we'd ask the audience, if you're watching, uh, kind of let us know and um, kind of drop us a comment to let us know you're here. And uh, unfortunately, if, if, we don't, if the comments aren't on the original feed, I don't see them until after the show. And uh, I hate how that works. Facebook, if you're watching, uh, you got to fix that. Fix it, and uh, right. fa Facebook, I know you're watching my stuff because I'm such a, a great person and great content. No, I'm just kidding. But oh, we want to hear from you, audience, uh, and we'll talk about this too, Josh. Um, but when was there a time or what time, describe a time, that you rushed through something or you didn't take the time to kind of slow down, maybe pray about it or just take your time, and then because of just being busy, it, it backfired? And uh, happens all the time to me, but <laughs> let's say you just got to pick one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, this isn't very uh, spiritual, um, but uh, I just saw Kelly Westmoreland pop in. I haven't talked to those guys since uh, maybe since we left Kansas. They were headed out to uh, Peru to do some mission work and we were moving down here. So it's good to see some of those names pop up that I hadn't really seen in a while. It's pretty cool. Um, this isn't very like spiritually minded, but <laughs> I hate reading directions. Um, like when it comes to even like IKEA furniture, that desk that you desk that you get that has the little twist screw things where it all kind of fits together. Um, my wife is a direction reader, and she's like, 
have you read the directions? It's like, it's a desk. I know how desks go together. And I know how to line up A to A and B to B and C to C. It's so simple. I get about anybody can do it. Anybody. I I get through and I get to about step 77, right? Yeah. And I realized (laughs) that something had to be done in a specific order in order for step 78 to be accomplished properly. And. Everything has to be undone in order to get this one piece in that I missed or skipped or just didn't do in the right order. And it ends up taking me three times as long to put this desk together as it should have because I didn't take the time to sit and read the directions and kind of see what is important, which which pieces need to go in first, as opposed to just, oh, I can do this. I got it. I'm a, I'm a big boy, and I put things together. It's what I do. I don't need those... <laughs> in directions that are written in half Chinese anyway, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, and I know uh, I've been there before. Uh, a lot of times it's, uh, I, I think I've shared this on, on crossways or uh, before, but, but there was this TV stand I was putting together and I was like, oh, I can do this all by myself. And I get to like the last, you know, a few things and there's this rod that's left over. And I'm like, well, what is this metal rod for? <laughs> this makes no sense. I'm like, maybe I should read the directions and maybe I should slow down and not assume that I got it all together. And, uh, and I looked at it and it was, oh, it's, it's a rod to put underneath it that holds all of the support to make sure it won't collapse when you put the TV on top. So like the most important piece, I was like, I almost was like, is this just like there to keep the stuff together in the box? I don't even, this doesn't make any sense. It looks out of place. I almost didn't even use it. But, you know, it's one of those scenes of slowing down and because uh, that could have really backfired because then not only am I replacing uh, a TV stand, but now I'm going to really be, be replacing a TV. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, Bruce commented here about, uh, you know, doing things average instead of doing things uh, with high quality because we try to do so many things at once. Yes. And, and I get that, man. Sometimes I get so many things on my plate and... I get so proud of my ability to multitask. Um, like, what's what's the phrase that's used often? I am a jack of all trades, but a master of none. Yeah, um, yeah. And so there's a there's there's so much to that 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 we can do do some things. You know, just have too much to do. You know, spread too thin, to where I really can't focus on what needs to be, what needs the attention. So. Yeah, and, and that starts getting in the way of us, of serving God. It, it really does. But I know, but before we, we kind of move on, um, you know, I, I think of another time when, when I was rushing through something. And it normally happens when I have to get something done before I can go and do something else. And that really happened a lot as a child. You know, uh, I was for, I don't know what happened or when it switched, but I used to be an early bird. Now it's like the opposite. I'm a super late night owl. You know, sometimes I'm like, Oh, it's like 1am. I should probably start going to sleep, you know? But, um, when I was little six, six thirty, every day I'm up. And when I'm now, when I'm up, I'm up, you know, uh, I don't have to oh, slowly get up, you know, unless I'm at camp, you know, but you know, the last day at camp, but normally it's, right. I'm up, I'm ready to, to hello world. 
Well, imagine that, but like in the energy of like a six-year-old, you know, and it's just boundless energy. Jonathan, Germany, bouncing off the walls, right? So my parents were like, you do not come in our bedroom at six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. This is not happening. But here's a list of things, you know, at this time you can come get us up, but you can do what you want, you know, in the morning if you want to turn on the television. But in order to hang out with your friends or do these activities, there's going to be a paper on the kitchen table with a list of chores you have to do. I would get those chores done super fast because I want to get this done so I can go and hello world. And there will be, and uh, now I, I got better, you know, and I got, I didn't do a, a terrible job, but there are times when it's, well, did you dust? Well, I kind of wiped them down. Did, did you use the, you know, did you use, what is it, a uh, pledge? I just wiped them down. It works. Now, did, did, you know, Jonathan, did you remove the items off the shelf? I dusted around them. You know, and you pick up an item, there's a big pile of dust under the item. You know, it's, did you do it well? You know, did you do it, you know, properly? But because I was focused on something else while I'm doing what I was trying, you know, supposed to be doing, my attention wasn't in the moment. Right. And and then it, it backfired because then what do you have to do now? Well, now I have to redo it. Yeah. And now it takes extra long, just like your desk. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, it's just to to slow down, right? To slow yeah. down, to take the time. You know, we're looking at the discipline of solitude or, or slowing. I think it's it's kind of two sides of of this singular discipline. Because in order for us to find the time to take solitude, we've got to be able to slow down. Absolutely. Uh, and so I mean, that's why why we kind of put these two together, uh, because they're so easy to to miss particularly yeah. in, in a culture that is so fast paced and oh, so yeah. busy. Um, I was I thinking about, man, it, it seems like eons ago, uh, but when we first entered into this, you know, world of COVID-19 quarantining phase one and all this stuff, the first few weeks we were talking to people and it's like, what do you appreciate about being in quarantine? And, and the answer was always, <laughs> I didn't realize how busy I was. Yeah. Now that now that all our activities are gone, I realize there are 24 hours in the day. And <laughs> and when those hours aren't filled with activity after activity after activity yeah. after activity, it's like man, there is really time and space to sit and think and reflect. And now we're getting back to normal and guess what's happening? Activities are coming back in and that busyness is starting to return. And maybe we've forgotten, you know, that, that quality time, like Bruce was saying here, that quality time that is that is intended. Um, we've got to be able to have the discipline to remember what we appreciated when we first started this mess. Oh, yeah. Um, and to slow down and to be able to have that time of, of just solitude. So. And I think the part of the reason why we're seeing a rush back to trying to get back to that busy lifestyle is because when everything did slow down, we're like, I didn't realize how much time I had, but then we didn't fill it with beneficial solitude time, which we'll get to in a second. You know, we just, we what ended up, mean? we, Netflix is not a beneficial way of spending time. Hey, I feel attacked right now and, um, <laughs> stop it. But I, but I tell you, you know, the, the, 
You got me off track now. I'm feeling bad now. We didn't we didn't fill our time with productive yeah. solitude. No, no, yeah, no, we didn't. But now we almost feel guilty because well, I've been doing nothing. So we almost have convinced ourselves the busier we are, the more productive we are. Or the busier we are, the more successful we'll be. And that's a lie that Satan has really convinced the world of. That the busier we are, the more stuff we're involved with, the more productive we're being. But I can be super busy and get nothing done. Right. You know, and, and then what do I have to show for it? Well, I've been busy. I've been running around. Well, I've not been productive. I've not actually succeeded at doing anything. Almost that jack of all trades, master of none, right? Oh, I'm so, I have my hands in, have, you know, so many fires going and so many th- items in the fire that then everything is either undercooked or overcooked because I haven't focused on doing what I need to be doing. Yeah, and I, you know, I mentioned Netflix. That was certainly not a personal attack on you because oh, of course not. I have the same kind of, of things. Um, normally, what would have consumed that time is sports. However, sports was not even available. Like, I couldn't even yeah. use my downtime to watch Sports Center now because there was, there was nothing to cover, you know? And so Netflix actually began running out of content. I mean, think about that for a moment. A show hole, yeah. Yeah, that they were <laughs> – there was a there was a series that was actually produced um, like seven or eight years ago. And Netflix re-released it as if it were a new release. <laughs> and the guy who was talking, he goes, man, he goes, this thing is not new, but it has gotten more attention and more viewership. And we've made more money now, eight years afterwards, because people are searching for something and they're searching for it on Netflix. They're searching for it on Prime Video. They're searching for it on Disney Plus. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're right that we have not done a good enough job of, of filling that moment with things that matter. And I think yeah. the danger, when we talk about the dangers of being busy and not being able to take the time to slow down is in a busyness when we are driven by busyness it becomes all about me it becomes about my ability to manage my time um about the things that i have to do or my children have to do and we create this world where everything revolves around me absolutely Um, and when the world revolves around me even when my world revolves around me i'm setting myself up for a severe letdown because I can't perform at the level that I need in order to continue to maintain the kind of closeness that God has designed me for. So, yeah, and 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 in fact, that's the opposite of what our lives are supposed to be about. You know, as as our lives are supposed to be about transforming into the image of Christ, that also means we're supposed to be showing love to to the world. And because we're so busy, busyness. And our hurriness and love are really not compatible. You know, because love takes a lot of work. You know, if, if you just look at 1 Corinthians 13 to see what are the characteristics of love. What is the definition of love? And you see love is patient. Well, there's already, oh, <laughs> busyness and hurry are already not compatible with the first one in that list. You know, love is patient. Love is kind. You know, 
all these things of what it does not boast in wrongdoing. You know, it does not, you know, look after its own way. You just said when life's about me, you know, that's that's because we're so busy and it's all about how much stuff can I get accomplished or and really how much stuff can I just do and not even do well. You know, like Bruce is mentioning, you know, it's it is about quality and not quantity, you know, and uh, I once, you know, was talking to somebody and I realized, well, how are you so productive? And it was why well, I, I work on a task and I get it done. You know, one of the and I've tried lots of productivity tips, ways to, to be more productive. And the most, per, I guess, one of the things that I found, I guess, that helped. But for and, and I'm going to say this is bad because I don't use it because I, I have a tendency still to try to do more th- than one thing at a time, which may or may not always be good. But this technique is called the, I'm going to mispronounce it, the Pomoroto, a Pomoroto technique. I don't remember. But basically it's where you set a timer, and I believe it's for like 20 minutes. And it says for 20 minutes I'm turning off my phone. No one can even walk in my office. And I'm going to work on one singular task for 20 minutes. And then five-minute break. I can go walk around. Someone wants to come in, I can, hey, quick little answer. If I want to check my phone, I got five minutes. Then oh, 20 more minutes. time where you've had an only a five-minute conversation, bro. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So so it's, you know, then, then a 20-minute again, and then five minutes. And once you do that four times, you get like a, a longer 15-minute break or whatever. Or, but it's the, the focus and the point of it is you're only doing one task at a time. And if you complete it in with you know and the 20 minutes is still going, you find one more task, just one, not two, not oh I'm gonna work on this and have this going on at the same time. If your office phone rings, they actually say, you know, get back to them after your 20 minutes. No distractions. Now that's very that can help you be really productive, but that also forces you to slow down. Because now you have to be focused, and all of your time has to be productive, doing that one thing. Not, I have to feel like I'm doing a bunch of things all at once. Yeah, and, and I come around a lot of times with this to, you know, the, the interaction that Mary and Martha have with Jesus when Jesus comes into their home, right? Absolutely. And Mary comes and sits at the feet of Jesus, and, like, I'm Martha. Um, this is, a, you know, a, a Thursday morning <laughs> confession. I am Martha. I recognize what needs to be done. And it's got to be done. And especially if Jesus is coming in my house, things have got to be done. they got to be done right. Um, you know, when we set up for the, you know, tailgates for on, well, I guess we're not going to do it this year because there are no tailgating at LSU games. But last year we would, the game wouldn't start till, right, you know, till 1.30 or 2.30. Um, we would get there and we would start set up for a tailgate at, at 8.30 in the morning. You know, we'd start cooking at 10 so that people could eat it too because I get it done and wanted to be done right. And people are showing up and they're playing games. They're having a great conversation. I'm all over the place cooking, dicing, chopping, getting ice ready, getting everything set up, making sure that the stream is, is, is running good for the other games that are going on. And, um, you know, just busyness, not bad things, things that need to be done. Uh, but do we recognize the most important things? Um, and that's, you know, when Mary and Martha are there with Jesus, you know, Martha says, Jesus, are you not going to tell Mary to help me get this stuff done? And Jesus <laughs> says, look, 
Mary has chosen the thing that matters most. She's here yeah. and she's listening. And, you know, that when you talk about love and hurry not being com compatible, when I get into that mode of rushing, um, I lose sight of, of what it is that is truly important, what truly needs to be um, focused on, you know. Definitely. And, and not to pick on you, but since you used that example, uh, I, I just know how, how things get. When you're so busy running around like that, especially around a tailgating you know, thing, people a lot of times are also stopping and then they'll, they'll leave and they'll come back. It's not, you know, you'll have your people who stick around. There's a lot of coming and going and tailgating That's and right. you miss the interactions. Mm -hmm. You miss the connections, which is why you're tailgating in the first place right. for campus ministry. You're saying, hey, I'm here to, to make these connections to say, hey, Christians can have fun too. We're here. Is there anything we can pray for you about? Or maybe not even mention that just yet, but just be available. Mm -hmm. But if you're not available, then there's no connections. And, just, and just we can do that. Free food. Yeah. Which, you know, is every single tailgating. It, you know, you walk by and people are like, hey, try my, you know, hot dog. Okay, cool. Thanks. You know, I always found the good ones that, you know, oh, this one smells, but oh, this one. No, when, you, when you're walking through tailgating and then, you know, you're already smelling the good food, but then it's a, oh, man, that smells really good. That's the food you eat. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. Or anything cooked in a giant cast iron kettle. Oh, absolutely. No, anything cooked in a giant cast iron kettle is edible. So. <laughs> absolutely. And uh, I know that as, you know, as we're, talking about this love and hurry and not being compatible, it, it, we have to get back to, it's not about us. But we, I, like I said before, we feel guilty when we're not busy because we feel like, well, well, if I don't look busy, then people won't, will think less of me. And it's, again, a, a me centered attitude. Mm -hmm. People won't think I'm this. People won't think I'm that. Or maybe I won't think I'm this. We have a misunderstanding of what it means to just be faithful. Again, you know, I've said this before. I've said it a, t a lots of times. God's called us to be faithful, not successful. And if we're trying to be successful in every single thing we do, or we're trying to do this and this and this and this and this, we're not being faithful to what he's truly asked us to do. And that's be pleasing to him and to serve him and serve his people. But if we're too busy doing things that I want to do, you know, I, I can remember there's a time when, you know, uh, this isn't really about being hurrying, but it's the same principle of love and being honest and doing what we should do. Uh, I had someone ask me one time, I got a message from an old youth group member uh, out of state, a previous uh, congregation, asking he needed some help with some money. And uh, if he's watching, I don't think he is, but people who might be watching might, might, might know who I'm talking about. But he wasn't a kid that... Oh, this, this money could go to something that, that I don't want to help out with. Mm -hmm. But he's in a time of need. He, he was saying, I just need like 10 bucks for some gas. Can you, you know, money send me through Walmart, some whatever. And, and I'm actually in Walmart. And I'm about to text him. Sorry, bro. Uh, you know, Catherine and I have kind of spent some money in our budgets. You know, we don't have that right now. We've already given to some things this month. Uh, I wish I could help you out. Can't do it. Something along those lines, but a little more brief, a little bit more uh, diplomatic. And as I'm typing, over my phone in my shopping cart is soft drinks, chips, candy. And I'm going, oh, this is not even honest. 
You know, this isn't even honest. It's about me. And I was like, maybe I should tell him I can give him 10 bucks and I'll put this, I'll put these soft drinks back, you know? And it's one of those things where when we're so busy and I, and I use that as a principle about me focused, busyness is me focused because when I'm too busy, uh, I'm reading a book right now called Simple Church. And he talked about really early in the book, the first chapter of the book about Pastor Rush, you know, a minister Rush. And he was saying, man, this guy's so busy doing this, this and this. That he's forgetting to serve people. Right. You know, when, when we forget to serve people, or we say, I don't have time because I'm too busy. If I'm too busy to help others, now unless I'm busy helping somebody else, because we can't help everybody. But if I'm too busy with me things, that I can't help just one person a week, or even one person a day, you know, then maybe I need to rearrange my schedule. Maybe I need to say, what do I need to cut out? Maybe it is Netflix. Maybe I don't need to binge watch a, a, an, a whole you know, season of, of a show in, in 24 hours. You know, <laughs> maybe I can watch just one less episode. You know, now I'm being a little facetious there. But, but maybe it's, you know, and in fact, speaking of Netflix, and uh, I'll say this, and then Josh, I'll stop talking for a little bit. <laughs> but um, but I, I remember... Uh, just a week ago, I was with our teenagers, and I said, "Let's let's have a challenge, and uh, let's take a let's take a a streaming TV fast for a week." Now, I didn't warm them up to like 24 hours. I just said, "Let's do a week." You know, no streaming, no you know, no streaming foot, you know, basketball games or you know whatever. You know, football hadn't just started yet, so I timed that out just perfectly. Um, <laughs> You know, let's do no Netflix, no Hulu. And then one of the parents was there and she was like, I'll even give up my news. And I was like, she goes, I probably shouldn't watch that much anyway. It gets me angry. And I said, okay, cool. You know, let's, let's cut all these things out. Right. And let's see how we do. And then I got home and I went, oh man, I got to do this too. <laughs> if I challenge the kids to do this, I have to do this too. And I was like two episodes away from finishing a season of a show I've been watching for a while. And I was like, I have to wait a whole week to watch these two episodes. And I'm like, toward the end, big cliffhanger just ended. I was planning on watching it when I got back from the devotional. And the devotional naturally got to this fast that we talked about. But that whole week, I realized, man, I was busy doing nothing. And, and now I can do more stuff, maybe be more intentional with my wife and say, hi, how was your day? You know, my wife and I played games instead of not talking to each other in front of a television. You know, we spent time eating together instead of eating while we watched television. And, you know, people needed some help. I, I wasn't doing anything. And I feel like maybe we need to be doing that just a little bit more. Yeah, there is a... Uh... trying to think of the kind of the best way to bring this in we need rest you know absolutely we need 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 this solitude but we have been so deceived um, either by satan by our culture um, or by ourselves or by some mixture of all three that you are defined your success your effectiveness your ability to contribute to society, to your family, to your church, um, is defined by
by how many things you are doing. Yeah. By how busy you are. And if you're not busy, you're lazy. Like, if you're not busy, you're lazy. You're wasting time. Um, and that's a lie that we have to be able to combat in a real and tangible way. Right? Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Matthew eleven twenty eight. you know, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Yeah. You know, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in, in heart, and your schedule will become busier than it has ever been. <laughs> no, he says, and you will find rest for your souls. You know, yeah. Hebrews 11 talks about the Sabbath rest of God's people. Um, it's not just something that we are seeking and striving for in eternity. You know, rest is something that we need now. It's part of what we were made up for. We see the way Jesus retreats um, into into solitude to, to just take time. And and we, we need those moments where we just stop and sit uh, and listen. Listen to what God has to say to me. Listen to what my, my, my body, my mind, and my spirit is saying. If you ask someone, anyone right now, how are you doing? What do you think the most popular response is? Probably almost without exception. How are you doing? Fine or tired well, too, okay. yeah. Well, fine or tired, yeah. Fine if, fine if we don't want to really talk about it. Correct, yeah. But if you're trying to get someone's oh, yeah. real Exhausted. genuine response, it Exhausted. is, I'm so tired. Yeah. And that is true if you're talking about social justice, if you're talking about racial equality, if you're talking about political commentary, if you're talking about religious things, if you're talking about Christians, family, work, anything. And we are... Are, are have never been this unbusy and we're still tired and we're tired because we haven't taken the time to really rest the way God has designed for us to rest just like we yeah. started at the beginning we had all this time available and we filled it with garbage yeah instead of taking the time to fill it with the things that build us up spiritually Jesus didn't take solitude to to go and tell jokes with folk no. Right, he took his time of solitude to sit before God and say, "Okay, I'm about to go do something, and I can only do it if you are here and I'm filled with you." Yep. So, fill me, so I can go do what you've called me to do. Yeah. Um, before a big decision, he always, uh, without fail, every big decision, every big moment, mm -hmm. there's somewhere right before, and sometimes even right after, mm -hmm. where there was he retreats. Yeah. He retreats. And, but, you know, we don't need retreats. We, we don't need rest. We got to be busy. You know, Jesus might have needed rest, but, but not me. You know, and, and that, that's a problem. You know, now I, I, I kind of sarcastically say that because, of course, we've never, ver we don't verbally say, well, Jesus might have needed rest, but I don't. But our actions say that. Because we often tell ourselves, man, if I slow down, I'll, I'll miss on something. You know, it's FOMO, right? Fear of missing out. I might miss out on something important. Jesus is like, no, no, I might miss out on doing what's important. Uh, I'm, who cares if I miss out on whatever's going on in, in the town? I'm about to make this really big decision, this really big 
choice or this or this this really big conflict's about to come up. I need to make sure that God and I are on the same page. And I'm going to make sure that that my will is becoming God's will, not God's will becoming my will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're not going to win that one. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of the things that if we are willing to to allow ourselves to learn from our children, right? And, and you're on the verge of learning some of these things. Children have a way of bringing you questions, ideas, comments, desires at the most inconvenient of times. <laughs> um, and it's like, no, dude, I don't have time for that. But if you sit and listen, answer the question. Children bring this this beautiful sense of awareness about the world because they've not been calloused by life experience. And so when they see a rainbow, they want to stop and stare at the rainbow. They don't care if you're on the highway. They don't care if you're on a walk. They don't care if you're in the middle of the show. It's just like, ooh, that's pretty. Look at this. Or they will stop and pick up a flower. They don't even care that the flower came off of a weed. Um, or a dandelion, and they'll blow that dandelion. And they don't care that they're spreading weeds all over the neighborhood. They just <laughs> see the wonder and the beauty of this creation that I that I blow on this little thing, and, and everything just kind of scatters, and it's so pretty. Yeah. You say, stop and smell the roses. Uh, we're in this place where we look and go, there were roses? <laughs> I didn't even – not that only did I not top and stop and take the time to recognize the the beauty of them. I didn't even recognize they were there. Yeah. Um, and so learning is to to begin to stop and look and look around and say, all right, I've I've traveled this path every day for the last five years. Today, I'm going to travel it with different eyes. What am I missing? Uh, what have I been missing? What has always yeah. been right in front of my nose that that my mind has just not allowed me to to recognize. And- I think you hit on a really good point, and, and I kind of want to go back to it, and uh, I'm going to take a different approach because uh, I'm not a parent, so I, I'm not going to give any parenting advice just yet. Oh, I, I guess I, I, I'm a parent-to-be. We have a parent, you know, the, the child's not in the world yet, or uh, um, he's, still, he's still cooking. But um, as, we're, as we think about that, you know, children asking at the most inconvenient times questions— you know, we have that with, you know, just kids around here sometimes, but also people ask for help at the most inconvenient times. Or they, or they might ask for a Bible question at the most inconvenient time when we're, hey, dude, I don't have, you know, we say, I don't have time for this right now. When we do that, they're going to go to somebody else or they'll just won't ask again. One of two things. They're, they're not going to ask you again, very rarely. And we're losing that opportunity to show them Jesus. You know, when we say, I don't have time for you right now, you know, instead, maybe it's, hey, maybe you need to say, hey, it's not convenient, but I need to answer this now. Or maybe it's, hey, right now is actually really not a good time, but hey, in 30 minutes, I'll be available. And schedule a time and slow down and block out something else that you're, that really isn't important. You know, maybe it's, hey, right now I, I, I'm walking into a meeting, but um, after work and, you know, uh, instead of watching Netflix, you know, after work, hey, let's meet for let's meet for dinner and and let and let's talk about this and, and let's meet your need. 
Yeah, and, and we, we say are. inconvenient, not because it's actually inconvenient, but because I perceive it to be inconvenient. Yeah. It's inconvenient for me. The reality is the spirit, I believe with all of my heart, <clears throat> works in these ways where it is actually perfectly convenient because they give us what we need and what we really need to be focused on. Um, and too regularly, the things that capture my attention in my mind are those things where God says, you're missing something, man. You're missing something. And I'm going to say it gently at first. And I'm going to give you a little reminder. And if you're not willing to listen to those little reminders and those little urgings that the Spirit kind of brings onto your heart, he'll slap you in the face with a two-by-four with it. Uh, eventually, <laughs> we're going to get to that place where God is going to say, you are going to see things my way. Yeah. We can do it gently or we can do it a little more abrasively. Um, I'm really working hard to learn in a more gentle fashion. Uh, yeah. Bruce is right. Seeing the, the world through the eyes of a child um, just brings about a whole new level of recognition, a whole new perspective. I think that's a lot of why Jesus said, hey, don't unfeed the children from me. Unless yeah. you become like one of these children, you're not going to understand the kingdom. Yeah. Because if you're looking at it through calloused, hard-hearted eyes, hard-hearted eyes, calloused, hard hearts, and and eyes that are dim, you're not going to be able to see the things I'm talking about. But these children, they know what it is to be completely dependent. Oh, they yeah. know what it is to be innocent. They know what it is to be uncalloused and, and unscathed by the world. Um, and it's, a, it's a challenge, but we only get there yeah. when we're able to slow down. And spend some time in solitude with with God and, and meditation and prayer, and just simply in silence and listening to what God has to say to us. So. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I think sometimes we're just too busy uh, to to maybe even see where God's working or that God's present. You know, this the psalmist in Psalm forty six. You know, is what the, the we we use this one a lot. Be still and know that what I'm, I am God. You know. We get so busy trying to prove ourselves or, or do something our way that we don't just say, you know what, I need to be like Jesus before his temptation, before he, you know, after, you know, John's death, before he chose his disciples, before he went, you know, in the garden before his death. All those things he said, you know, I might know what a good way is to respond to this or I'm really struggling, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just be still and know that, God, you're in control and I'm going to rely on you. And I'm going to rely fully and just completely trust you. And I'll just say before we, uh, you know, start wrapping up is, you know, we talked about the discipline of prayer a couple of weeks ago. Um, the discipline of solitude is different. I think sometimes um, solitude can include some intentional kinds of prayer, um, but it doesn't have to, right? I mean, solitude can be used in so many different forms and fashions. You know, as things begin to, to take hold, it can be, you know, meditation, it can be reading, it can be study, it can be just simply silence, um, yeah. or it can be a, you know, pointed prayer that's that's planned and thought out. Um, but, but what it revolves around is not necessarily the activity, but the environment that just allows me to slow down and to be still um, and then and then to allow the spirit of God to kind of take control and lead and guide from from there. So. Definitely, definitely. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Um, 
we've been discussing a really hard one for, for many of us, uh, for me too. Uh, I like just to be busy. I like to be moving around. And, uh, but our encouragement to you today is to find some time, make, schedule some time to be alone with God and, and to serve him. Josh is laughing. I'm not sure why, but it's okay. No, uh, it's, it's, because, it's because we have to actually schedule time for solitude. And, and, and yeah. you're not wrong, right? No. And we're, I know you we're wrapping up, but we're kind of going all right. back into this because it yeah. is important um, that if I am so busy, that maybe the first step is scheduling time to slow down. Yeah. Like my schedule is hectic. If that's what you have to do, and put it on the schedule and start learning how to slow down. Yeah. Um, but you said that and it just kind of struck me because I was thinking kind of the same thing is like, put it in your schedule, put it on the calendar, use your iCal or whatever it is. And it's like, it's, it's crazy, but sometimes that's that first step, right? Yeah, schedule, we, we schedule time for everything else. That's right. Maybe say, hey, you know what? I, I'm gonna, because if it's in the calendar, we have to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, at least that's, yeah, we, we gotta do it, right? You know, so schedule time. Make sure you're doing everything you can to spend that alone time with God. Well, hey, guys, I stopped the, the, the music, but uh, we're glad you're here. <laughs> we'll see you guys next time at our new time, uh, noon Eastern or 11 o'clock Central. Join us for lunch, and uh, maybe we might, be eating, we, might, we might be eating next time. Who knows? But, guys, you have a great day, and uh, I guess we shall uh, see you guys next week.